Hello and welcome back to Breathe Fit and Free with me, your host Nasiha Sheikh. In this podcast, we will explore together the struggles of being healthy and going through fitness transformations and come up with precise solutions. I am a fitness instructor and a nutrition expert and I would like to share my ongoing health journey so we can collectively inspire each other to be healthy and breathe fit and free. On today's episode, I have a really special guest who will discuss about health, fitness and nutrition for postpartum and lactation mothers. She helps new mothers to adjust, to feel confident in their skin and regain energy so they can take the best care of themselves and their baby. And she also provides expert help for breastfeeding mothers. She is a great mother, a certified health coach and a lactation counsellor. And it is my pleasure to welcome Jada Glover onto my show and carry on this discussion with her. Hi, welcome onto my show and thank you for being here. Hi, thanks so much for having me. Yeah, and how have you been doing? Yeah, going really well. Yeah, thank you. Great. So when I did a little bit of reading about you, I came across your your brand, Lactation Mamas, love the name. And you had actually told me when we were getting to know each other, you told me that your husband had helped you come up with the name. And that was quite inspiring. So, And I'm grateful that you are doing such work. And it's very important because when, you know, when they turn into new mothers, they struggle with a lot of things. And they have to adjust with so many changing phases of their life, their bodies. They, they all struggle with a lot of adjustments. So, and I'm glad that you do so much of work helping these mothers adjust and, and be better with themselves so they can be even more better versions for their babies. So, I would like to know a little backstory of, of you and how did Lactation Mama come into the picture and a little bit about your work. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. So, it was actually my own experience that really prompted me to start this business and to start working with moms in general. I've had a passion for natural health um, for about 12 years now because I have PCOS and I've been able to overcome a lot of those symptoms just through a healthy diet and, and lifestyle in general. And so I couple that along with the lactation piece. And so my son was born, he was full term healthy baby, thankfully. And I, Prior to him being born, though, I just didn't get the preparation that I really needed to be able to breastfeed and to know what to expect and to know what I should be looking for. And so I, thankfully, though, I had an abundant milk supply, but we really struggled with the latching piece. And so it turned out that my son had two oral restrictions in his mouth. And so we got those revised and then we had a much you know, more pleasant experience after that. But I just didn't know what to expect. Like, should I be in pain? How much pain should I be in if I should be in pain? When should, you know, I reach out to a lactation consultant? There are like all these things that I started thinking about and questioning. And so it was the help of my actual, um, my birth doula that encouraged me to reach out to a lactation consultant. And what I did is I found a local mom's group that helps with um, that particular uh, thing. So they get moms together and it's like a, a weekly meetup. And so um, other moms are breastfeeding and I had these questions. And so they were able to do just a quick kind of assessment with me breastfeeding there. 
And he was actually gaining weight fine though, so that definitely wasn't one of the symptoms. And sometimes it can be though if the baby's not transferring milk well. So, but my problem was that I was just in excruciating pain. So my nipples were just hurting so, so bad. And I was even like practicing the breath work that I learned, you know, for, for my labor experience. And so, um, and just, I had a really strong mindset though. And so that really helped me, I think, to, to be able to get through those first several weeks. And, and then we uh, went to a pediatric dentist and then got those revisions fixed. And so, and we're still breastfeeding now and he's over two years old. So um, not all that to say that I, you know, there's definitely light at the end of the tunnel and most moms can breastfeed beautifully. Sometimes there's just problems that you may not expect at the beginning. But if you're prepared, then you can know where to turn to whenever you do come into contact with, you know, some of those issues. So that's the biggest piece. And so I just love what I do because I support moms both in their health and then also their baby's health in, in breastfeeding. That's, that's great. And um, as I already said that this work is important and really special. And I think mothers deserve all the care and all the special treatment after everything that they have gone through. So I would also like to know that um, for the postpartum mother, like how difficult it is to adjust with the changing body and, and what are the struggles they go through, health related and what are your thoughts about where does fitness come into this? Where does nutrition come into the postpartum mother? Yeah, so that's a great question and super important, especially postpartum, because a mother goes through so many changes and it's actually the biggest drop in hormones that you'll ever experience is after having a baby. And so that plummet in hormones, particularly the progesterone hormone, can really impact a mother. And so, um, you know, nutrition is just huge because that can really help alleviate a lot of those symptoms that a mom may be having. So if she's having extreme fatigue, if she's having headaches, um, you know, if she's moody, lots of, lots of different symptoms. And so we can help though balance out those hormones, especially after having a baby and during those first six weeks and sometimes even up to a couple of years, moms may have symptoms. So focusing on nutrition in terms of eating healthy foods, so lots of healthy fats, proteins, organic fruits and vegetables as much as possible, reducing toxins in our, in our lifestyle. So taking a closer look at maybe some of those beauty products or skincare products that you're putting on or you know, drinking out of plastic bottles is another one of those. So you just wanna really pay attention to kind of all aspects of, of you know, what our lifestyle entails after having a baby because it's a very, very vulnerable time for, you know, you and you're learning how to do this new motherhood thing, especially if you're a first time mom. And so um, just, just making sure that you're really taking care of yourself, you know, asking those that are in your life to help support you during this time too, and communicating, you know, what those needs are, because oftentimes I think that we just get so wrapped up and, you know, just trying to care for our baby and learning breastfeeding that we forget to communicate what those needs are. And it can be just as simple as, hey, can you give the baby a bath so that I can close my eyes for 15 minutes? Or maybe, you know, while you're breastfeeding, your um, spouse, you know, can make you something to eat, quick snack or bring you a glass of water. 
And I always encourage moms too to have little nursing stations set up around their house with healthy snacks and, you know, um, some water. That way they can just grab it while they're nursing and um, it's already there for them. So that's a little tip that I always, um, you know, give to my new mom. So, um, and in terms of the exercise piece, so of course, wait until you're cleared by your doctor and midwife, but it's important to start including exercise into your routine because it helps in the recovery process and it helps build up those muscles. So you can start doing Kegel exercises again, certainly to help strengthen that pelvic floor. And if you're having issues with, um, you know, urinating or, um, or just you know soreness down there. I encourage uh, moms to to reach out to a pelvic floor mm-hmm. physiotherapist or therapist because that can really help them too in the recovery process. And um, you know, doing exercises with your baby—that's a great way. If you don't have someone to watch your baby, you can certainly do exercises with your baby. Go for a stroller walk, or you know, do some floor exercises. But start incorporating some of those gentle movements because that will definitely help with your stress levels and just helping you feel better as you recover. That's, that's really great. I, I really love the idea of setting up a nursing station so it becomes more convenient and comfortable for the nursing mothers. It's a really great tip. Okay, so for the mothers who are first-time moms or even, you know, mothers who are experiencing motherhood second time, third time, I'm sure breastfeeding is always a different experience for everyone. And so what are your thoughts about how do they deal with it? What are the struggles they face and how do they overcome those struggles? Sure. So the best approach, I think, to going into motherhood and being able to breastfeed is to get prepared by understanding what to expect, especially in those first, you know, several hours, several weeks mm-hmm. in terms of weight gain, diaper count, knowing that you have enough milk supply because 95% of moms are able to produce milk beautifully for their baby and only about 5% can't. So it's more about having the confidence to be able to get through some of those questioning moments. Mm-hmm. And so um, I kind of recommends a three-step approach. So preparation, education, and support before and after your baby is born. So you can even line up a lactation consultant before your baby is born. That way you know right, you know where to turn once your baby is born if you experience any sort of issue. And don't wait until you know it becomes a huge problem. If you have any question, you know, reach out to them and they can really help guide you. And if um, you need a free resource, then check out La Luce League meetings in your area. And a lot of them are also doing virtual meetups now. And so that's a great opportunity to be able to ask those questions. Mm-hmm. And you can even go there as a pregnant mom because a lot of times we're not surrounded by nursing mothers in our societies. And so being able to watch other mothers breastfeed and ask those questions and just being exposed can really, really help us in feeling confident. And so once you see other moms doing it, then you're like, hey, I can do this too. So, and then also, you know what to expect in terms of maybe common issues that might come up. So a lot of moms question their milk supply in the beginning, and that's totally normal, um, you know, unless they really know, you know, if they've had another baby or maybe they've had a lot of education about that. But, um, you know, we'd start off with just a little bit of tiny colostrum, which is just the perfect amount for our babies. And then they 
their stomachs rapidly grow and our milk supply will keep up with that. So the key thing is to feed as much as your baby wants to. So just follow their lead and watch for those different cues and um, you know, room in with your baby. That's another great tip. So in the hospital and at home, even if you're not co-sleeping or bed sharing, you can certainly have your baby in the bassinet in, in the first year and that really helps or a crib that helps reduce SIDS as well because we're able to keep an eye on our baby a little bit closer. And so um, just breastfeeding on demand as much as possible, eight to 12 times in a 24 hour period. And that will really help your milk production. And so the first 21 days really calibrates your breast milk production for the future. So it's important to, um, you know, really try to get up that supply as much as possible. Of course, we want to be careful that we don't you know, have an oversupply either because sometimes moms are pumping and nursing at the breast and so sometimes that can cause an oversupply which isn't fun either but in general you know moms don't even need to pump unless they're away from their baby or or they're having issues with latching and in that case i would definitely recommend recommend that a mom pumps just to be able to release that milk because our body works on a you know supply and demand theory so the more milk we remove out it we remove out of the breast, the more our body will know to produce. So what do you recommend? How long should a mom breastfeed her child? What, according to you, what do you recommend is the best? So the best is whatever is comfortable for that mom and baby. So the American Academy of Pediatrics recommends at least a year or longer. And the World Breastfeeding or the World Health Organization, excuse me, recommends two years or longer. And it's actually you know, biologically normal for humans to not wean until they're four to seven years old sometimes. So I think a lot of times we just get so hung up on that, you know, first year that we think, okay, after a year, you know, we can wean our babies, but they may not be ready and you may not be ready either. I take, you know, my example personally, uh, my son's still breastfeeding and he's two over two years old. So it really just depends on the mother and the baby and what what you feel comfortable with during, you know, during your journey. And I know this, this is a little bit off topic. So I had this one question about the importance of posture during breastfeeding, because a lot of the mothers, I know they complain about lower back pains. So how to tackle the posture problems during breastfeeding? Do you have any tips and ideas for that? Yes, absolutely. So what you want to make sure that you're doing is bringing your baby up to you. So making sure that you have lots of pillows around you and underneath the baby, especially in those first few months when they're so tiny. Because a lot of times what we do is we hunch over or we're looking down the whole time because we want to look at our baby, which is great. But we want to remember to do the opposite when we're not nursing too. So uh, two techniques that you can use to help with kind of bringing your uh, chest and shoulders back again are uh, you can stand against you know just a flat wall and put your shoulders back against that wall and that will help kind of open up your chest and then the other idea too is to lay on a foam roller kind of put it where your bra strap is in the back and um, you'll want to go kind of up towards your towards your neck and head but don't go that far up obviously so just um, 
kind of between your shoulder blades to so just do that a little bit and just roll back and forth and that can really help open up that chest area as well so what we're what we're doing in in that is kind of counteracting that that forward motion that we may be practicing while we're nursing yeah. so Again, just bringing your baby up to you, though, making sure that you're comfortable while you're nursing is really, really important. So having, you know, a nursing pillow, but sometimes you may even need more pillows or sometimes nursing pillows don't work for moms that well. So mm -hmm. just keep in mind that, you know, you can use regular pillows, too. So mm -hmm. lots of options to be able to feel comfortable. Thank you. Thank you for giving me all those little tips and tricks for the new nursing mothers. And I would also like for you to give a little bit of light on if there is any specific nutrition that should be given, especially to the nursing mothers, according to your expertise. Sure. Yeah. So nursing mothers really need to be paying attention to the types of foods that they're eating. So um, examples, we want lots of wild salmon. We want because we want those omega-3 fats because they're really, really important for the cognitive uh, and brain development of our baby. And that actually really helps moms too in postpartum because research shows that moms that are deficient in omega-3 fatty acids actually have an increased risk of postpartum depression. So breastfeeding aside, that's really, really important. So, you know, if you're breastfeeding or not, make sure you're getting enough omega-3s. Of course, it'll benefit the baby too, like I mentioned. And also vitamin D. So when moms um, don't have enough vitamin D, sometimes that can affect our mood and people in general. It can affect our mood and we can just maybe, it can also affect our sleep patterns and holding on to weight. And so it's really important for a lot of different bodily functions. So, and sometimes actually pediatricians will recommend Babies get the oral supplement, breastfed babies, but uh, research, there's actually an article on kellymom.com, which is a popular evidence-based uh, website that um, shows that if moms supplement with at least 6,000 um, 6, IUs, I'm using the, yeah, yeah. Um, her day, then that will pass through her milk to her baby. So, and that will be sufficient for, for the baby. So no oral drops needed in that case. So, um, so those are two really important ones. Also magnesium. So making sure that you're eating foods high in magnesium and a lot of your fruits and vegetables and healthy proteins and fats, healthy fats, they all contain these vitamins and nutrients too. So I always recommend starting with your diet first and then supplementing if you need to. A postnatal vitamin is also really important. Some moms continue to take their prenatal vitamin. That's okay, but if you can switch to a postnatal vitamin, that's even better because it has higher quantities of some of the nutrients that you need to be able to heal postpartum, both for yourself and then um, vitamins and minerals that are passed through your milk to your to your baby as well. So that's interesting. And I also know that you put up these amazing little recipes in between on your Instagram um, page. So I'm, which I will definitely link it onto my episode description. So my listeners can definitely follow you and get some ideas to what's best for the breastfeeding moms as well. And also, since we have covered so much about lactating mothers and breastfeeding. Taking a little step back, 
for the pregnant mothers i would just like you to give me a little bit of i know it's a very broad topic all of these two topics are really broad because a new mother's health is very important and there are so many very topics related to postpartum depression and breastfeeding so we are not able to cover everything today but i would definitely like you to shed some light on pregnant mothers and if mothers are not who the new pregnant mothers who are not very used to being fit or don't have regular exercise schedules or who don't exercise actually but how important is fitness during your pregnancy or for the fit mothers like who already practice fitness on their regular days how much more important is it for them to go through a fitness routine during their pregnancy and i just would like to know the benefits and the importance of fitness during pregnancy Sure. Yes. So, uh, lots of good questions there. So, I'll start with the benefits of fit during pregnancy, and I'll just say too that if you are already exercising, you know, pretty vigorously prior to pregnancy, you may just need to make a few modifications to avoid like heavy jumping or um, quick movements because you will not have the same balance and coordination. as your body gets ready to deliver your baby so especially in the second and third trimester you just want to be really mindful of the types of movements that you are doing mm-hmm. so exercise really helps control your appetite and it helps you make healthier food choices and so that's really important for pregnant moms so that's one of the great benefits also exercise helps us cope with stress and so if you're you know if you get home from work and you're pregnant and you just want to you know lay on the couch. Uh, I totally get that been there. But I would still encourage you to get 20 to 30 minutes. Uh maybe it's just walking. That's perfectly, you know, acceptable for a pregnancy exercise. Um because it can really help help with many different aspects and it can help with the your ability to cope with stress. So it's a stress reliever exercises in general. So that's that would be really helpful during pregnancy because we don't want to put that extra stress uh, mentally, you know, physically, uh, emotionally on ourselves because that can affect our baby. In fact, uh, mothers that are stressed studies show that they have they tend to have more colicky babies. So, um that's just, you know, something to think about. So reduce your stress levels as much as possible and one of those ways is to exercise. Exercise also helps you sleep better. Yeah. And um you'll definitely get an exercise boost, you know, from exercising. I'm sorry, you'll get an energy boost from exercising and when it's time to go to bed, you'll likely sleep a lot better. I know for myself, you know, whenever I was doing just some light walking even during pregnancy, I really just slept a lot more soundly. And that can help with pregnancy insomnia too because sometimes we um you know that's one of the symptoms of pregnancy and so that can exercise can help us sleep better and it just really puts you in a good mood right so i know for myself and all the moms that i work with whenever they incorporate exercise into their routines they just feel better because those endorphins are released and that makes you feel good so that that alone should be should be a reason to do it of course though it's also really helpful for your your heart during pregnancy your heart works a little extra harder during pregnancy because it's pumping more blood to deliver oxygen and nutrition to your baby so exercise is also really good because it helps with your muscles getting ready for labor and delivery 
So you want them to be strong and flexible. And so uh, doing things like squats and Kegel exercises can really help strengthen those muscles that we may not otherwise have strengthened when you know we're just living everyday normal life. So incorporating some of those are really helpful to be able to have an easier labor as well. Oh, thank you. That was uh, quite a list and I think a very important list. But what would you suggest for those moms who are not generally like, you know, who don't do any exercise, but how important it is for them to incorporate at least walking during their pregnancy? Yes, absolutely. So very important, you know, same, same reason, certainly, but uh, you can do some walking, you can do swimming, that's easy on the joints and a fun exercise. Um, and also yoga, if you'd rather do something more slow and gentle, that's, you know, a great exercise too. And a lot of these have even like some aerobic exercises, if you feel more, you know, more inclined to do maybe like a group class or something like that. And a lot of times they can tailor it for fatal moms. So just keep that in mind too. There's lots of you know, YouTube videos out there and um, just lots of options for pregnant moms. So even if you're not active prior to getting pregnant, it's still really, really important for um, the reasons that I mentioned earlier to be able to, you know, reduce stress, control your appetite, um, sleep better, and it's better for your heart as well. Thank you. So yeah, that's, I think we have covered a lot of topics and I think that sums up a lot of things. So thank you for coming onto my show and discussing all these important aspects of pregnancy and postpartum and making so many mothers life easier and better. So thank you for doing that amazing job. And yeah, so I would like to thank all my listeners for giving your valuable time out of your days and listening to this episode and anybody who would like to connect with Jada can definitely do that through her website or she has an Instagram account or a Facebook page and all the links will be given in the episode description and she has an amazing breastfeeding course as well for the new lactating mother so if anybody is interested they can go check it out on her website and she has very interesting content on her Instagram as well so please do check it out and I'm sure it will be very valuable for new mothers or lactating mothers. And also, thank you for coming on to my show, Jada. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. Thank you for listening to me. And please do subscribe to my channel on Apple Podcasts or follow me on Spotify and leave your comments on the links given in the description. Thank you for sharing your precious time listening to me and welcoming me in your lives and spaces. And I have much more interesting content coming up. So please do stay tuned and see you soon.